0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. News Talk has obtained uh, figures uh, through a Freedom of Information request that reveal a huge increase in the amount of antisocial behaviour happening on our trains. In a moment, I'm going to speak to Jim O'Callaghan, Fianna Fáil's Justice Spokesperson, about the argument that we need a dedicated transport. Police, but first, I am joined by John, who is a worker with Irish Rail and currently on leave because, because of one of these incidents. John, tell me what happened.
1: Uh, well, I was in work last Wednesday evening um, and we were in Pierce Street Station and just after break. We were just about to go back out on trains. I'm a revenue inspection officer, a revenue protection officer, so we normally check the tickets up and down the line on the dart lines or minute trains or whatever. And um, just standing on the platform, train pulled in, it was fairly busy, and immediately passengers got off the last coach. And called us and indicated that there was something going on on the last coach on the train. So when we went over, there was a young lad and a, and a girl, probably, I wouldn't say any more than 18, but they were sitting at the back, back very back corner of the train, feet up on the seats, but they were roaring and shouting, um, basically having a huge argument. Um, in the mm. middle of the coach, oblivious to everybody else around him. Um, we got on board and just uh, started asking for tickets, as usual. Uh, they said they didn't have any. So we asked him to leave the train. It was at that point then I realised the lad was actually having an argument with somebody on his phone, but he had it on loudspeaker and it ended up was his mother. But he didn't he didn't seem to care who else heard about it. It was, mm. it was all over the train. So Anyway, we stepped him off the train, but... When he realised he wasn't going to be allowed back onto the train, uh, he grabbed a hold of my collar and started pulling me down towards him. I'm a bit taller than he was. And um, lucky enough, when we went sort of, he he was moving backwards, I was moving forwards. It ended up that there just happened to be seating behind him, and he fell down onto the seating and he pulled me down on top of him. He just kept screaming and roaring and shouting to let him back on the train, and eventually he kicked at me. Knee and he, kicked the outside of my knee the left knee and I just collapsed one under me and um, I've been out of work since um, hopefully due back over the weekend start the new shift um, but it's sort of an occurrence that's not few and far between these days it seems to happen
0: more regularly mm. and were they I mean the, the the couple the man and the woman I mean were they obviously under the influence yeah oh. uh, would to be honest with you, I
1: don't think they were drinking at the time, but there was a very, very strong smell of drink yeah. on the I presume they they had been drinking either earlier that day or from the previous night, and it was carried on. I mean, I got to speak to his mother on the phone. He was only about eighteen years of age. Um, she was crying down the phone, saying he was nothing but trouble. Always, he's on medication and he doesn't take his medication. And yeah, uh, she wanted him home, but according to her, he lived up somewhere else. Cork Street, and he wanted to head to uh, Blackrock. That's where he kept saying as home. Right. So we just wrote them up the tickets and um, spoke to them for a while to find out exactly what was going on. They eventually calmed down, but all we could do was issue the penalty notice and let them on, on the way. So sure, we can't can't remove anybody physically from a station.
0: And was it scary, John, when it was happening?
1: I've had a lot of experience, put it that way. I'm on the railway now twenty, twenty-one years, and um, um, I've had all sorts of things, like from people threatening to pour petrol on me and set me on fire, to um, throwing broken bottles or throwing bottles at you that break at your feet, and mm. stones at you from different platforms and train stations. Like certain things happen. I you haven't been myself being really hurt before physically, but. I've had lots of incidents. Happens nearly sort of at least twice a month. And then there's some some lads that we work with have had like horrendous experience where cars have been driven at them in in in, um, at the boundaries of stations where they're talking trying to talk to people, groups of people that they're removing from trains or asking for tickets who got off and started rows with them. Um, all sorts of incidents happen.
0: And I assume the fear you might have on some level, say even that incident you experienced um, is that, uh, like he can't, as you say, you kind of calmed him down eventually and he relaxed and you spoke to his mother and all that. But the fear, I guess, when it's happening is that uh, you're obviously a bigger lad than he is. He's only 18, but an 18-year-old who kind of suddenly whips out a knife or something and it all gets very serious.
1: Yeah, well, the, the, that threat is always there and it's getting worse as, as time goes by. I mean,
0: would you feel safer in work if there were a dedicated security service? Be that a private contractors, be it a transport police, be it just guardee who are stationed on certain routes. Would any of that make you feel safer?
1: Yeah, it would. I mean, there there are security on the line. Uh, there's a lot of them are decent lads and good lads, but I think they're shackled in, in, in as far as what they can do. They're yeah. basically there to observe and report. They can't really get involved in anything.
0: Whereas, know, it, whereas it. a guard would. A guard is totally
1: different, yeah. A guard, you know, we feel a lot more comfortable. We we do an awful lot of spot checks around different stations, from Black Rock to Dalky to Duneary, Terrace Street, Pierce Street. All, all the time we're doing platform inspections or gate inspections, and the guards will be there. And It's a total different experience when there's a guard there in a the uniform. Yeah, people are just they just seem to be a lot more aware and comply when there's nobody around there's no guard around you may as well forget it they don't want it to speak to you they don't want to give you a name and address or they don't want to explain why they don't have a ticket they just
0: all right. Well, listen, uh, John, we wish you uh, well with the return to work, the planned return to work this weekend. Jim O'Callaghan is with me, Fianna Fáil TD, Party Spokesperson for Justice. Jim, that's a pretty strong argument there uh, for more visible guardie in and around stations and even on trains, isn't it?
2: Oh, yeah, you're, you're right there, Kieran. i I'm just listening to John's story. Unfortunately, it's not a surprise uh, to me because, you know, we were down at the NBRU conference uh, in the summer just gone a lot of the bus drivers, train drivers, people working on them were telling us about the violence that they're exposed to and the threats that they're exposed to. And so that's the reason why we put forward as a policy that we think it's important that there is established a public transport unit within Angarda Siakana. I know there are a number of options you could think of. In in the UK, they have a separate British Transport Police. I think, and Fianna Fáil thinks that in Ireland, we'd be better to try to go down the route of just having a unit within Angarda Siakana. Because there's an awareness here, like this isn't the case on every train or on every um, bus, but there are certain routes and certain times during the day when there is heightened risk. And like talking to the MBRU, you 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 become very quickly aware of that. Yeah. And, like, the guardies don't have to be on the bus and the trains all the time, but the fact that people who are on the trains, like the experience that John went through, if that guy at the back of the bus thought there was a prospect that there was a guard going to get on, his behaviour might be different. Well, that,
0: that's interesting because John made that point. It's, it's not that the Gardaí are much more effective on, you know, cracking down when the antisocial behaviour starts. Of course they are. But the point John was making at the end there was nearly the most interesting. The antisocial behaviour a lot of the time doesn't happen when when people can see the guard in the first place.
2: That's correct. Like, guards have powers, they have the power of arrest, they have power to tell people to move on, whereas the, the guys who are working the security staff for, whether it's Irish Rail or Dublin Bus if they have them, or the Lewis, they're limited in what they can do. And in fact, all they can do is really record what happened and then give that information on to the guardie, So that it sort of delays the whole process. So I just think at present that a lot of people seem to think, and unfortunately they're correct, that when they're on public transport, that it's sort of a guard-free zone and that there won't be any, they won't encounter a guard on the bus, on the Lewis or on the Dart. We need to change that so that Guardi can permeate public transport in the same way as they permeate all other uh, areas Mm. in the public domain.
0: Uh, There has been a marked reluctance by Angarda Siakana, by management, to agree to this type of thing.
2: What do you think that is? Well, I think probably it is resources, but also I think it's to do with the fact that they're having difficulty in the Gardaí at present in recruiting people. Mm. Like, in fairness to the government, the government has provided the funding to recruit a 1,000 new Gardaí this year and last year. We're coming nowhere near those numbers. And obviously there are demands on Garda time all over the place. There's the traffic unit, there's public order units, there's all different units. But, like, I do think on a trial basis we should be establishing a public transport unit, because if we lose control of this, like we're going to find ourselves in a much more difficult situation. And I just think the message that would go out if we established, or the Guardian announced they were establishing a public transport unit on a trial basis, mm. it would have an impact, I think. And I think people using public transport would feel safer because the objective of all this is to try to get more people using yeah. public transport. And they won't if they think they're going to be exposed to crime or antisocial behaviour.
0: Jim O'Callaghan, Fianna Fáil TD and spokesperson for Justice. Jim, thanks a million for joining us. This listener says, "Kieran, we don't necessarily need transport police. We just need to properly resource and increase the existing security staff and give them proper powers to enforce what is necessary. The problem there is you can't give the power of arrest to a private security company. You're going to need either a dedicated transport police or the Gardaí uh, on trains or on station platforms.